Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today, Sue and I are going to talk about anxiety. Enjoy! Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today, Sue and I are going to talk about how to get rid of anxiety. So, you know, because of the climate right now, a lot of people are feeling anxiety. Even people like us, you know, who are supposedly in spiritual and high vibe, we are not 100% out of anxiety. Sometimes we feel those. So we're going to share with you guys how you can do it to clear all this. Well, I, you know, if I can just personally speak, I think that uh, and, and also you have to realize I've been a social worker for a long time before I went into quantum healing. So I was working with populations of people that were in anxiety quite often, um, especially when I worked in chemical dependency. And then also when I worked in um, uh, child protective and working with families, you know, so it was kind of a regular thing. And so from my own life, and working with others that you know tend to have chronic dysfunction in their lives um i can say this is what i have to offer it's that it can become so much a part of your being to run on anxiety because when you when you live in dysfunction or you grew up with that or you had a period of time in your life where there was a lot of chaos going on we can sort of start feeling like that's that's just normal that's the way it is um all the time and so when we whenever we get to a point where we're starting to evolve ourselves our, our own consciousness our own vibration our own lifestyle we're starting to evolve into um the higher states of consciousness and vibration there's still that residual parts and i'm speaking personally that can it feels like you and then somehow you know that it really isn't you it's not like it's not like how things are meant to be we're not supposed to be in a state of constant anxiety however it might be a little bit daunting to sort of drop that part of us and adopt uh present moment living and so, I mean, the common thing that's um, said about anxiety is anxiety is when you're afraid of the future. So what that means is you're projecting something into your future that's going to go wrong and that you thus have to worry about. You have to have anxiety about or uncertainty. You should be afraid of uncertainty because God only knows what can happen. Yeah. <laughs> So always preparing and always trying to make sure that you're ready for every in, in, inevitability. Well, what that does is it makes our bodies, and I'm not a medical doctor, so I'll just say that right now, but it's common knowledge also that chronic anxiety causes your cortisone level, cortisol levels, your adrenaline, your adrenals to be overactive. And over time, that really has an effect on your body and your mind and, um, then we start talking about uh, foggy headedness and, um, you know, just fatigue 
and distress, and it can lead to other, you know, physical ailments in your body. Um, even I, as a child, I used to have GERD, which is uh, at, like acid reflux, and they thought I had a heart problem. Um, as a very young child, I think I was maybe 13. I had to wear a heart monitor for four weeks and log all of my activities and everything because they thought something was really wrong with my heart. It wasn't my heart. It was acid reflux because I was upset all the time. I was nervous all the time. I was in constant anxiety. And so, you know, personally speaking, that was a very difficult thing to have as a young person, you know, acid reflux. But anyway, um, so there's so many reasons why it's it's a good idea to look at life and, you know, maybe look at where you are now and say to yourself, is this chronic anxiety that I'm experiencing? Is it something that I've just become used to and maybe even identifying um, time periods in your life? Or is it your whole life that you felt this way even? And if we can recognize the pattern then we can start, it's like cognitive behavioral therapy. We can start talking to ourselves, our mind, our psyche and saying, do I really need to be concerned about this? Is it happening right now? Is it something that is um, changeable? Or um, is it something that I'm just worried about that may never happen that I really don't have to plan for because it isn't happening. And that's just my old way of being. So I think introspection, and that's a word that's thrown a lot around a lot, but really all introspection, introspection is, is sitting down and having a conversation with yourself. And, you know, we, we don't have to disconnect from our logical mind, we can look at things logically, as long as we're staying in a present moment state. So if I'm five days ahead, I don't know what's going to happen in five days. But um, if I'm afraid something's going to happen in five days, it may never happen. But if something's happening right now, like today, for example, we had our credit card stolen, um, the numbers, and I won't get into the whole story of it, but the bank was on it very, very quickly. And so normally under those kind of conditions, I would have been really you know, panicking and stressing about it. And my old self, I would just be like, well, how did that happen? And I'd have to try to figure out exactly where it happened. And well, you know what? The bank took care of it right away. And um, I haven't really lost anything from it. And yes, it's an inconvenience because the card had to be canceled and it's going to be however many days before they send me a new one. But I have another card and I have cash. So it's not like I'm, I've lost anything. And um, so, you know, just for myself introspecting on this situation, how I would have uh, responded to it even two years ago, very, very, it's very different than how I actually responded to it today. And um and it's something I can do something about. I made the phone call. Um, I interacted with the bank. I gave them the information they needed and boom, it's a problem solved. So if you can't deal with it right now in the moment, chances are um, it's not something you're gonna have to deal with. In other words, it's a fear that you have based on past experience that you're worried, oh, is it gonna happen again? And 
if you can have this conversation with yourself and say, do I really need to worry about this? Is this something that's imminent? Do I know for sure that it's going to happen? And if it's just a fear, then maybe you say, well, you know what, if it happens, I'll deal with it when it happens, instead of trying to map it all out in your mind ahead of time, how you're going to respond if it happens. I just did a whole lot of talking, but I hope I'm making sense. Um, I hope I'm being clear. Um, there's a big difference between being responsible um, in planning for your future. For example, now that I'm living in Florida, if I had if I was in an area where hurricanes hit, you know, many times in the past, it might be responsible for me to buy hurricane shutters for my new house. Um, that's not asking for trouble. That's just being responsible. But um, where I am actually going to live, hurricanes don't get that far inland. Um, so in a way, it would be almost panicking for me to go out and buy all new hurricane shutters for my house when <laughs> the hurricanes don't come there. Um, it would be sort of a panic move. You see what I'm saying? There's a difference there between, you know, being conscientious of things you might need and going overboard and buying, you know, three months worth of food because you think uh, there's some tankers off the shore that may never come to shore and food's going to disappear. <laughs> it's just, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so um, I don't know. What do you have to add? Anything or maybe a different point of view? Yeah. So I was doing Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditation a long time ago. And then what I realized was this, um, when you are, grow up in the environment which is not extremely relaxing um, and then you know this is your normal condition means constantly having some kind of anxiety is a normal condition if you take it as a normal you won't notice because you're used to having this kind of condition you're used to having um, getting brain chemicals and then you're kind of addicted to that, just mm -hmm. like Dr. Joe Dispenza is saying. So until you started to withdraw yourself from the, your normal reaction, um, you really think that nothing is wrong with you. you know? Because you've maybe never felt any other way. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I used, when I was a little, I really liked... Um, horror movies so I was a big fan of it scarier is better I don't watch them anymore after I got spiritual awakening because I can feel the fear frequency and that is not really good idea to delve yourself into because it's going to immediately drop your vibration yeah. but anyhow, so when you're used to it um you don't really think this is some um, usual condition that you need to fix it but after you started to raise your vibration and you started to see what is the more relaxed state of mind and the relaxed state of condition and the relaxed state of being you can tell the difference so so after that you can work on yourself you know i was super lucky i had a lot of modality um on my belt so I can work on myself to fix all that stuff really fast. 
Um, but the thing is like when a lot of people started thinking, especially right now, 18 months of having uncertainty and anxiety, people started to getting comfortable with this condition, getting this as a new normal. And mm-hmm. then that is not exactly something like a great because when you're constantly having anxiety, when you're constantly having fear, it also drops your immune system. You know, I have a really great suggestion for an exercise for folks that if they want to test themselves to see if their their normal routine is um, anxiety producing and if they've just gotten used to it, I suggest this schedule yourself time to do nothing and start with, I don't know, what's comfortable, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I mean, nothing like you don't have to meditate, but you can't, you know, no watching TV, no social media, no phone, no conversations with friends, just 10 minutes of nothing. Have a notebook by your side. If you start to feel jittery doing nothing, pay attention to the thoughts that are rolling through your head. Oh, this needs to be done. This needs to be this. I have to do this. Oh, what about that? What about that? As the racing mind reveals to you what it is you're normally thinking about all the time, start writing it down on that piece of paper and then increase the time to 20 minutes. And if you start feeling quite a bit of anxiety, just doing nothing, that's an indication that you don't know how to relax and you don't know how to bring yourself to a place of calm and business. But keep that journal, put the dates down and notice how long can you go before the mind starts racing? Because I'll tell you this, I grew up with a, um, a person in my family that could not handle nor stand when things were peaceful. It was so much out of her realm of understanding because she'd never known peace in her life. Everything was always chaotic for her all these years that um, literally when things got peaceful in the house, she would become, she would cause or create a problem out of fat air. I mean, all of a sudden she's upset about something and we're all going, what the hell happened? everything's fine you know and and when we'd find out what was wrong in her mind we were like it's not even a problem it's not an issue where did this issue come from so if if a person is like you said chemically like physiologically addicted through the body's chemistry to being on high alert all the time and it is addictive um the way you can figure that out is when you try to take quiet time to do nothing and see how much that upsets you. If it upsets you, there's a clear, and that's okay. I'm, I'm not saying there's any judgment on that. If, if you have come to the point in your life where you can't handle quiet, that just means that you're identifying it now. It's happened to many, many people that have gone before you. It's nothing to feel embarrassed about, but that means you need to do some work with that. And, and really, 
each one of us are the only ones that can do the work. You can go to a therapist, you can use drugs, you can do all these other things, um, sugar, sex, alcohol, whatever it is you're using to calm yourself down. But that's not where the root issue of the situation of anxiety lies. We have to have this introspection. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to say, okay, that 10 minutes was really stinking hard. And look at my list. It's this big. Okay, that's 50% of the problem already solved because you know you have a problem. If you don't know you have an issue, how are you going to help it? How are you going to fix it? How are you going to identify and say, well, why am I anxious all the time? Why is that person over there so calm and I'm like upset all the time? Why indeed? Yeah, and then when you're looking at the, your friend who is totally relaxed and that makes you angry, that's a good indication too. And also a lot of times when you are having anxiety, the breathing is very shallow, okay? Uh, you, we tend to breathe very shallow, it doesn't even go to your chest. It might just go to throat and the kind of breathing or deepest is chest level. You can do like breathing with the diaphragm. So this Saturday, I'm doing a free anxiety class. So any, any of you guys are interested in, um, I put the link to the class to sign up, the register. So you can come and join me on this Saturday. But when you are breathing very shallow, because when you are like not relaxed, especially when you're fear, sometimes when people started having panic attack and everything because of anxiety, you can't even breathe. Some people hold their breath because what it does is it has a numbing effect. So if you're a breath holder, there's another thought, but yeah, the breathing is very important. Yeah, so that's another indication. And then especially right now, I mean, a lot of people are having anxiety and you don't even know it because of the what's going on right now outside, right? Depends on the state, the anxiety level might be different. But if you're watching a lot of TV, you know, watching a lot of mainstream news, it, it has a flow of stressful information there, even just watching it. So another what way to reduce your anxiety is stop watching these news or social media, really. So it's gonna calm you down more. If you need to watch something, you know, choose the channel. I do watch YouTube. But I have a particular people I gonna watch. So I don't do channel surfing to see new people. I only watch people I like. So when I do that, I know what I'm expecting to, you know, get from these people, which most likely, you know, great feeling that I, I either gonna have a fun time or new information or something. I enjoy it. So no anxiety or no fearful information in there but it's it's a really good idea to have a discernment to you know surround yourself with something relaxing like nice music too probably yeah i want to mention something about what you were talking about earlier uh 
with the horror shows and being afraid. Um, I've read numerous studies, um, you know, especially when I was in social work, uh, when I was getting my graduate degree, I, I actually did some research on this. Um, the brain cannot tell the difference when it's watching something um, between the fact that it's a movie or it's happening to somebody else or whether you're actually experiencing it. So what happens to us is, and we've talked about this before, when we get watching TV and we really get into a show, it's, it's kind of hypnotic. It's an alpha brainwave, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's somewhat, you're in a somewhat hypnotic state when you're watching the show. You add to that content that's distressing or fearful, that's when your brain starts going, oh my God, this is happening to me. So what you're actually doing is you're giving yourself a little bit of trauma or a lot of trauma, depending upon how scary it is. Um, but it's just like uh, soldiers that went to war that saw atrocities or saw people getting blown up or saw people being hurt or tortured or whatever. That's called secondary trauma. However, your brain doesn't necessarily know the difference. Um, you saw some, it happened to somebody else. So your brain, it must be something in our um, evolutionary processes, but the, your brain is like going, okay, I'm next. I just saw that happen to that person. So what's the conclusion? I'm next, or it can happen to me, or it's going to happen to me. And so there's a trauma there. And, you know, PTSD isn't just for people that actually experienced a trauma. It comes also from watching traumatic events. And um, I, I was actually going to go into um, PTSD as a, as a specialty, uh, as a social worker. And, and then I found quantum healing and I decided to, uh, you know, change path all along. But I still work with people that have been traumatized. And you know, you do too, Erica. And when we do sessions for people, we hear about a lot of this trauma and it's our job to make sure that they don't re-traumatize by, you know, we bring them above the scene and that sort of thing. But um, it's kind of an important thing on our part to make sure that these people are not re-traumatized by seeing what actually happened to them in the first place. Um, it's a big deal. So what you watch on TV, don't think, oh, it's just a show. And keep going with the stuff that, you know, yeah, you get an adrenaline rush, sure. But you're also causing yourself um, emotional and mental trauma. So, eh, you know, people that call themselves horror junkies, I sit there and go, okay. Um, I don't think you know, I don't think you know what you're doing to yourself, but you know, I keep my opinions to myself, but I'll never be one of them. I'm like you. I just, I used to, when I was a kid, watch some shows, but um, boy, when I, I started having some very horrendous um, nightmares and then I'd have recurring nightmares and then I just stopped watching that stuff altogether. And guess what? The nightmares went away. <laughs> my psyche was trying to tell me that it was too much for me. It's, it wasn't good for me. So anyway, that was my two cents on that. Yeah, don't watch anything makes you feel scared. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't have to be just a horror movie, anything. Yeah. 
because even if you're on the news and you're watching some horrible thing that's happening to some people in some other country it's not happening to you but your mind your psyche is going to think it is yeah or you're just going to get sad and depressed about it and that causes anxiety i mean it's a slippery slope yeah it's not helping anyone you know just because you know what's going on the other side of the world you're not helping that person yeah so stop watching it so i'll give you guys my biggest tip for how to stay out of anxiety well two i'm stealing one erica's your breath you start to feel anxiety or notice that you're anxious pay attention to your breath have it come in your nose and then blow it out your mouth and as you imagine it coming in your nose imagine the light coming in like white light whatever kind of light you need just bring it in with your nose and then release on the out breath anything that you're worried about you know i say i let it go i release it now second thing ask yourself is it something happening right now and if it isn't right now it's probably something you're worried about in the future is there anything you can do about it if the answer is yes make a plan if there's nothing you can do about it it may never happen anyway so what's the sense of worrying about it go back to your breath and then tell your mind it's just a fear I don't need to worry about it. Everything's okay. Start noticing things in your environment that are going right. So that's from me. What do you have? Well, you know, I personally did the Dr. Joe Dispenser's meditation, and that took me quite a long time. And you need to have a dedication and a commitment. But when you happen to be, you know, born or grow up in very anxious environment that might be a really good idea to start noticing the difference between what's really normal and what is not normal and then i'll share more of the powerful secret at my free class so come and join me on saturday so um thank you so much for watching please share like subscribe and we see you guys next week Bye. Thank you so much for listening. So next week, Sue and I are going to bring a more interesting topic. See you guys later. Bye.